Welcome to the Bold Money Revolution podcast. This is your source for straight talking, no fluff, business and high performance conversations that add real depth and value to the way bold leaders live, work and thrive. I'm your host, Tara Newman. I'm here to show you how to optimize your performance as a leader so that you can grow a business that is profit rich, efficient and allows you to generate real tangible wealth for yourself and others. We are here to help you lead with your values, to perform without overwhelm and burnout, and to do your most important work in the world. Hey, hey there, bold leaders. Welcome to the Bold Money Revolution podcast. I'm your host, Tara Newman, and today we're going to be having a little chat around goals. Hang with me. I know how some of you feel about this, okay? But I promise, I promise to surprise and maybe even delight you in this episode because I know just how much people rebel against goal setting. I see it every day in my work. I don't know, I'd say maybe 70%. You know what? I'm going to even say maybe 80% of my clients and the people that I talk to just are so frustrated with setting goals that they don't even set goals anymore, or they feel like they haven't had success setting goals, so why bother? They feel like they've been burned by their own efforts or disappointed when they come face-to-face with unmet expectations. And I hope that this episode feels like a giant exhale for you. And I'm coming at this episode with, one, my background in industrial organizational psychology. When I was in grad school, I took classes on human motivation and goal setting and you know, drive and potential and things like that, the things that really make humans tick. And then I've been out in the world. I got my graduate degree in 2001, and I have been out in the world for 22 years studying humans in the wild. And I have my own experiences as well as the observations that I've made from working with people over the years. And I want to share that knowledge with you here today in a hope that you can enter the new year or this new time, this new season, whatever it might be, with a fresh perspective. So I want to give you permission to not set goals. All right? Don't set goals. And I do say in other podcasts, like on a personal level, You don't need to have goals or direction or anything. You can just float through life, all right? You can be happy. You can be creative. You can be unstructured. You can be whatever you want to be. Or you can be like me, and I'm somebody who's very structured and very habitual. Thank you to my ADHD. I have very strong executive functioning skills because I've had to figure that out. And I do well and thrive with things like discipline. I know people don't like that word, but discipline and habits and structure and systems and process. And I'm a systems thinker, right? But if that's not who you are and in your personal life, don't be that person. Nothing bad is going to happen to you. Now, when we talk about business, things do start to change a little bit because there's some responsibilities. There's some benchmarks that we do need to hit so that you can be successful. And when I say successful, I mean able to pay yourself and support your family and support your goal, your, you know, your financial direction and goals if you have them and not be aimlessly adrift 
in your business because there are more consequences to that. And at the same time, I want to say to you, you don't have to set goals. All right, and I'm going to make the case against goal setting. So I've achieved some really big things in my life. I'm just going to list a few. So like after barely getting into a state college that at the time was taking anybody with what they said, a pencil and a pulse, and they didn't take me. I actually had to beg to get into this college, and I had to promise to take no credit classes in order to prove that I could do math, that I could read, that I could write. They were like remedial classes that weren't going to apply to my diploma, it was just going to say, okay, maybe we'll let you (laughs) take credit classes and apply them to your diploma. So starting from a place where I barely got into college, I wound up transferring and graduating magna cum laude from a top research university where I attended their honors college, okay? In grad school, is another one. In grad school, I applied for and received the most competitive internship that led me to doubling my salary in less than a year. I started a business by myself. No partners, no financial backing other than, you know, the scraps that I had in my savings account at the time. We were still going through, um, we were still in that window of bankruptcy. So if you don't know my story, we had a failed business. We declared bankruptcy. That is on your your credit report for, gosh, it was like 10 years that it was on my credit report. Nobody really would give me a credit card. So I didn't have credit when I started my business. And I started a business and I've earned income for almost nine years that has allowed me to not go and work for somebody else, which is basically my entire purpose is like, just don't want to work for anybody else anymore ever. This podcast This podcast is in the top 2.5% of podcasts, according to the website Listen Notes. And I've gone from being totally not confident with my money, and I've spoken about this on multiple episodes on this podcast, to being sought after as a money expert, featured in Yahoo Finance and Money Magazine. And absolutely zero of these things were because I set goals. I could never in a million years even fathomed this. It wasn't in my, you know, humans are like remarkably like binary and not necessarily creative thinkers. Like we don't know what we don't know. And so like I would have never been able to consider these things a goal because I didn't even know they could happen right? These were intentions, desires, happy accidents. They were outcomes of following breadcrumbs and interests and sometimes impulse. I mean, hello, ADHD, right? I could be really impulsive. So they were following impulses. They were wild ideas, experiments, and moments of surrender where I let my intuition guide me. Anytime I set a goal, I would death grip it. I would death grip the outcome, strangling my open-mindedness and creativity, being so myopic and narrowly focused that I traveled down rabbit holes that took me far, far away from what I actually wanted. And I think a really good example of this, just the timing of this podcast and where we've been 
in the last few months on this podcast, I think a really good example of this is the Bold Profit Academy. It started with a vision. And then when I was trying to grow it, by the nature of the program, I did have to set some very specific goals and use some specific tactics that then turned me, made it just unfun. It turned me into this death-gripping, white-knuckled monster. I'll call myself a monster. You know, it became very narrow-minded, and as much as I tried to inject creativity into the process, it just became really frustrating for me. And an opposite time in my life where I could I could think about this is one day I was in my backyard. It was May 2021. I don't even remember what started me on this path. I think I was reading a book. I think I was reading The Simple Path to Wealth by J.L. Collins, which I highly recommend to everybody. I've recommended it so many times. It's a great book. And in this book, he he's a financial independence, retire early guy, a fire. He's one from the fire movement. I am not necessarily a supporter of the fire movement. I don't consider myself fire, but I really do love reading about that movement and seeing how I can adapt and adopt it to fit what I want and my lifestyle and my interests. So I was reading and I was like, okay, well, what does retiring early even look like? I mean, retirement is not, it's a government program. <laughs> it's not even like a goal or a thing, right? Like, But like, what did that mean to me? What does it mean for me to not have to work? What would work optional look like? What would it look like if I could just make decisions that weren't based on me needing to earn income? And I was daydreaming in my yard and I had a, my journal out and I started asking myself questions like, what if I can invest $25,000 a year? And I was like, oh, I'm already doing that. Okay. Well, what if I, what would I need to do to invest $50,000 a year? And I start scratching out some notes like where would this come from? And I, I started, you know, just jotting some things down, doing some math. And I'm like, well, that seems feasible. What would I need to do? What would need to happen for me to invest $100,000 in a year? And I was like, oh, well, that's a stretch, right? Like now, is this $100,000 just, purely what I'm investing or am I going to account what my husband's investing in this number, right? And I start to look at it from all these different angles, like brainstorming. And so what I want to share with you is that became a vision. This retiring early or work optional, that might be fun. What would I do? What would that look like? Why is that even important to me? And that started to formulate a vision. And what I always say is choose your vision over your goals. Hold on to your vision that who you want to become, that what you want your life to look like, that intention, that purpose. Hold on to that with both hands. But hold your goals loosely. They're not as important 
as that why, that purpose, right? And this is sometimes why that good, better, best framework of setting goals is really helpful. It, it builds in flexibility. So as you can hear, my good, better, best would have been like 25, you know, investing 25,000 would have been good, 50,000 would have been better, 100,000 would have been best, right? Give yourself that flexibility. I talk about goals as like clothes in a trying on, you know, like a dressing room. Like go try them on. Do you even like the way they feel? You might have to pursue a goal for 30, 60, 90 days, six months. I mean, heck, I pursued the goal of the Bold Profit Academy for five years before I was like, I'm going to take this goal off. It doesn't feel as good. I don't like the way it looks on me, right? And then what comes after everybody talking about goals and getting themselves their, their panties in a big wad about goals becomes the plan. Everybody wants the plan. They want the plan more than they want the goals, which is funny because you can't have a plan without a goal. That just doesn't work, right? So if we're struggling with goals, we're going to struggle with a plan. And I realize what I'm doing here when I say choose your vision over your goal. I'm shifting and playing with words, a little bit of semantics, a little bit of perspective shifting here. I want to see what opens up for you so that you can breathe and make some decisions. So let's talk about the plan because that's where everyone starts to go cray cray. Right, And here's the thing, man plans and God laughs. We've heard that. You've heard that. And that is very, very true. When I started out on this work optional path, the plan was to invest $100,000 per year for seven years. And I did that for two. But this year, I couldn't. I couldn't make that happen. Because I had to make trade-offs like closing down the Bold Profit Academy and focusing on my health, refocusing on what I actually want, refocusing on how my vision has maybe evolved and changed, especially through the last three years with things like COVID and the challenges that faced my family and kids and my parents and, you know, during that time. And many of us are rethinking Many of us are recalibrating, and that's good. We should always be open to rethinking our positions on things. That is flexible. That is open-minded. So I had to make these trade-offs. And many people that I know, if in the same spot, would perceive themselves as a failure. They'd perceive me as a badass for making those decisions, as many of you do because I've received the emails with you telling me that. But if you were faced with the same situation in the same circumstances, you would feel crappy about yourself and you would put yourself down. I know because you tell me all the time about how you fell short of an expectation around a goal, how you didn't achieve the plan, how you wasted your time, or you believe achieving your goal has to go exactly as planned. And if it doesn't meet all of those checkboxes, then it didn't count. The plan, you are obsessed with them. And I kind of think they're a scourge on the world of productivity and getting things done. And I know it's a little hyperbolic and polarizing. 
I mean, I love a good plan. I just don't like how people think and go about planning. And that's why I think that they are a scourge on the world of productivity because people love plans because they think they give them a sense of control that if there is a plan, then it will happen. But that is a falsehood. I can give person A and person B the same goal and plan. One of them will achieve it and the other will not. Why? Beliefs, habits, luck, neurodiversity, reality of life, systems, support. So I know you're saying like, Tara, what what are you saying? I'm so confused. Set goals, don't set goals. Have a plan, don't have a plan. So allow me to wrap some of this up for you without completely closing the loop because I want to leave an open loop here because I want to get you thinking. I want you to be creative. I want you to have insights from what I'm sharing that are your own so you can go off and and rumble with them, right? That is how I know I've done my job. If this has given you food for thought, something to consider, a perspective that you didn't have before, and maybe allow you to do something a little bit differently so you can get a different result. So what if instead of goals, you spend your time every day asking yourself, what do I want? And do you know why you default to goals? Because asking yourself every day for 30 days, what do I want, is hard. Setting a smart goal is easy, all right? I want you to do the hard work of asking yourself every day for 30 days, what do I want? What vision am I holding for myself? What's the vision? Paint the picture. Instead of a plan, I want you to consider pathways, all right? Consider pathways. There are multiple pathways to achieve and reach and realize your vision. There are multiple pathways that you might not even know about until you start down one path. There might be different routes. There might be um, a fork in the path. Embark on a journey. Stop being so linear in your thinking. Embark on a journey. Instead of controlling and feeling like a plan will give you control, lean in to the confidence in yourself to make the decisions and trade-offs that will bring you closer to your vision. And if you want to work with me, do not show up and tell me you want a plan. Tell me you need to work on the confidence that you have in yourself to make decisions. Ask for my help in prioritizing and helping you make the trade-offs that will bring you closer to your vision. Ask me to help you create that vision. Use goals and outcomes to direct the vision, knowing you can always change the goal. I'm going to explain that because you can achieve your vision without goals. I'm going to give you an example. I left, I started my business in 2014, at the end of 2014. And by September of 2015, I had left my corporate job. That seems like it was an overnight success. 
I mean, that beat my own predictions. However, what you don't know is that I have had the quote unquote goal to be a small business owner and to work for myself and to ditch my corporate job for 10 years prior to that. Okay. This has actually always been my vision. I never wanted to work for somebody else. The only reason why I did was because I knew that I needed to get into the trenches and I needed to learn about business from being involved in a business and from learning from people who were older, more experienced, of different, you know, thought than me. And so it was always my goal to leave. And I had had that quote unquote goal for 10 years, we'll call it, or vision. I've had the the vision for 10 years. And I would set this goal. I'd be like, I'm going to leave in 18 months. I'm giving myself 18 months and then I'm leaving. And I would fail and fail and fail and fail, right? Because I didn't really know what were the right objectives. Saying like, my goal is to leave my job even if my goal was to leave my job in 18 months, that was an overlying desire, a vision, but the specificity around that was missing. The timing was also off. I was in the process of buying a house and having babies and raising littles, right? And for me, that timing, we started a different business. That timing for me was really off. But if I were to have set and added in some clear, concise, tiny objectives along the way, I would have probably accelerated the achievement of that vision. So you can achieve the vision without the goal, but setting those clear objectives along the way or setting those goals along the way, if they are the right goal and if you are flexible, will accelerate you to your vision. You might achieve that vision sooner, or you might achieve the vision when you achieve the vision. And that's just something that we need to surrender to. And when you add a few of those purposeful objectives, you start to see progress more clearly. So setting those objectives can help you see progress. It helps narrow this big idea, this big vision into very tiny, tiny steps. But often we use goals and vision to be the same thing. All right. So I want you to remain curious, open, confident, agile, I want you to get clear on what you want and why you want it. I want you to create that vision and I want you to hold that with both hands. That's what I want you going into a new season of your life with. As you start to step towards, as you start to say yes to things, set intentions around this vision, I want you to look for really tiny ways that you could measure the success of you stepping closer to that vision. And sometimes it's just simply acknowledging the steps that you've taken, unplanned, chaotic, impulsive, creatively, to that vision. And then I want you to trade the word plan for pathways. And I want you to feel if pathways allows your chest to open. Does it allow your shoulders to come away from your ears? 
Does it allow you to take a deep breath and exhale? And then start to think about pathways. Take the first step on the path and see where that step leads. Allow yourself to be directed by the breadcrumbs. As always, I am rooting for your success. Take good care. If you've found this podcast valuable, help us develop more bold leaders in the world by sharing this episode with your friends, colleagues, and other bold leaders. Also, if you haven't done so already, please leave a review. I consider reviews like podcast currency, and it's the one thing you can do to help us out here at the Bold Leadership Revolution HQ. We would be so grateful for it. Special thanks goes to Stacey Harris from Uncommonly More, who is the producer and editor of this podcast. Go check them out for all your digital marketing and content creation needs. Be sure to tune into the next episode to help you embrace your ambition and leave the grind behind.